What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Respectfully Selfish Podcast. I am your host, Ben J. Myers, and we are going to get this podcast started quick, fast, and vicious. I don't know why I said vicious. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping by and chatting with me. We always have something going on. I have a long list of podcast episodes on my phone that just constantly keep running because that's what life is. It's just a constant running list of things that happen, um, things you can talk about, things you know that affect you, and maybe you don't know how to talk about it. So I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to give it a platform for people to not only relate to but also kind of have those conversations with people they feel comfortable having certain conversations with, uh, people you're comfortable being vulnerable around. Uh, so thank you for all those who've been vulnerable with me and let me in on a little bit of shining a little bit of light on what's going on in your life. And to those people that I'm working with, with life coaching, uh, thank you so much. I always talk about saying thank you to people. And, you know, oftentimes like you will say thank you to me, like, oh my gosh, you're such a help. Um, or wait, thank you for helping me put that in perspective. But <clears throat> if I'm honest, I have to thank you because you let me do what I love to do, and that's help people in any capacity that I can. So thank you for anyone who's reached out to me. Thank you to those you were those people you were able to reach out to. Um, you don't always have to say it to them. It's nice to, but sometimes that makes things weird, confusing, complicated, and a little uncomfortable at the beginning. But I, I challenge you to thank the people that are there for you. Um, don't always just assume they know, um, thank them, love them, hug them, kiss them, um, anything legal, do it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so as we get started here, I always like to tell people I'm not a licensed therapist or a registered counselor or anything like that. Uh, I am somebody who has gone through some shit just like everybody else. And I choose to talk about it. I choose to make it a place where you can go to listen and relate not relate um listen to me make fun of myself or you know learn how to take yourself a little bit lighter really uh as i was scrolling through my phone this morning i was like oh what do i want to talk about uh i have a long list of episodes that i want to talk about in my in my phone and the one that really kind of was sticking out to me today was i had this line i guess it was everyone you always hear the line everyone's a critic and shit, if that ain't true, everyone's a critic. People who don't know what they're talking about are critics. And what made me think of that was, and it's something stupid that always makes me think of these things. It's, you know, major things can be happening in your life, but the things that like register the most are usually those insignificant things that no one else would remember except for you because it strikes a chord in you. And for me, that was... Uh, So I do a lot of work on Photoshop now because I like to do a lot of the digital design, graphic design for my podcast, for my mobile beer, my mobile beverage truck. Try to get away from saying beer truck because it does more than that. Um, So I try to do all the graphic designs for that. And I have never been a talented sketch artist, a drawler or anything like that. But I will not lie. I love creating stuff on the computer, which is a new passion of mine that I really can't get enough of. I absolutely love it. Um, So if anyone's looking for, you know, some graphic design work or some cool stuff for me to play around with, I will absolutely help you out because I love doing it. Um, But what made me think is everyone's a critic is... 
I've realized now from a personal standpoint, I always think, I don't want to say I think I know better than people. I think I know what works for me and what aesthetically pleases my eye. So I have to work on the communication of that because I realize I don't understand the amount of work people put into things to the thing I'm looking at. So someone could have put three weeks of work into something. And the first thing I do and say, I would have done this, 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 and this didn't take the time to appreciate something. I didn't take the time to appreciate other people's time. They put into it. I just really didn't take the time to appreciate it. I just wanted to pretty much have a pissing contest with them and say, Hey, this is what I would have done. And it would have been so much better. Um, I know it's usually not that cocky or arrogant, but if you put in hours and hours of work and the first thing someone says is, I would have did this, you you want to you wanna punch them in the throat. <laughs> um, and just, like I said, that's just stuff that happens recently in my life. Um, I'll show people stuff. I don't like to show people stuff that I do, really, because I like to avoid that. I like to avoid the, I don't want to call it a letdown, because you know you got to really step out of your comfort zone if you want to be successful in what you do. But what I'm trying to do is from a personal you know, standpoint is appreciate people's time and effort they put into something before telling them what I would have done or maybe just trying to avoid telling them what I would have done unless they're looking for constructive criticism. Because in this world of storytelling, in this world of competition and you know, doing whatever you can to get ahead, people kind of lose that like human touch of compassion and empathy and understanding and even if something as stupid as like i've clearly spent hours and hours creating terrible artwork uh that's why one out of seven is you know kind of decent to look at but the one thing i've now noticed is i really don't care what people think about it if i like it if i'm working with the rusty tap and my business partner joe likes it then we're good um I'm walking I'm walking around with shirts or people are walking around with shirts that have a design on it that I came up with. Or I should say me and my partner Joe came up with. It's always collaborative effort, but as far as the manipulation of it and the compilation of all the details of it in Photoshop and sketch uh like sketching it on the computer, like that was stuff I did and I was able to kind of create it from just a photo. And it something I'm proud of, you know, like I never thought if you went to talk to me in eighth grade art class, Miss Taylor's eighth grade art class, shout out to Penfield Middle School, Lansdale, Pennsylvania, or Hatfield, Pennsylvania, sorry, Hatfield. Um, she'd probably be the first one to tell you one, she definitely doesn't remember any of my work that I did. And two, I certainly did not think fast forward to however many years that would be 15 16, 16, 17 years later, I'm graphically designing shit. Like, that's wild. That's so crazy to me. Um, you just never know. So with that, like, what I'm trying to really get to is saying everyone is a critic. So if you are working hard at something, you are working your tail off at something new. Stop worrying about what somebody else would do to that. I've been a avid preacher of looking at yourself as a personal style 
And I think that that resonates with me because, you know, I've always loved the people that do things like normal. Like I don't I don't want to say normal, but, you know, do things that aren't like shockingly, um, shockingly, uh, whatever the word that is just in your face. I don't like the over the top stuff. I like things that are simple, but have a personal twist to it. And I think that's where I like to live. I like to do things that are, you know, at first glance, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But then all of a sudden, you start to see a different color pattern, a different, a little design, a little bit of detail that, you know, at first glance, people don't often see. And I've just started to realize that that's my personal style. So what other people think of my personal style is none of my business. Or, you know, if it's good or bad or whatever, take them both with a grain of salt because the good... You know, if you're constantly praised, 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 you're going to think you're God's gift to the world. And if you're constantly beat down, you're going to think you're worthless. The main point of that explanation is to realize that your worth is not your your worth and your work's worth. Yeah, that's a mouthful, right? Your work's worth is not dependent on what other people think of it. No. If you work for an employer, yeah, you got to do a certain quality of work and a certain style, whatever. But when it comes to your personal self, your personal style, stop worrying about what every critic out there has to say about it. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. Uh, It reminds me of talking about, I used to always hear, you'll find love when you least expect it, right? When When you stop looking for it, that's when you'll find it. And I laughed at that. I was like, I haven't been looking for love forever, right? And But what they really, what I don't want to say they meant, but I think that whole concept means is when you focus on something so hard and you want a certain vision of something, it's okay to be vision-driven and goal-oriented. That's something I love. But what it is is when you get so specific that you're looking for one thing and you know, when it comes to dating, at least it's, I, I like people that have blonde hair that are a certain height that fit a certain mold that, um, hang out with certain groups of people that, um, but whatever it may be. And that's what you focus on, right? What I just explained was not a human, not a person. It was attributes of something you can look at. Right. And their likes and interest. When you're not looking for something, you get smacked in the face with reality. And all of a sudden you just take a step back and go, holy shit, I really like this. Or I really like that person. Well, treat yourself with that same concept when you're doing anything. Stop trying to impress one person or a certain group of people. The only person you should be trying to impress every day is yourself. You are your critic. If you like what you do, that's what matters. If other people don't like it, that's fine. That's their opinion. That's okay. If they come out and I mean, they don't have to be a dick about it and tell you that, you know, it sucks. I wouldn't do this. I would have done that. that, Like, that's fine. Whatever. You just disassociate yourself from, from that person when it comes to either your artwork or your sport or whatever you're doing. Just... That's something you don't need around. That's not going to drive you in the right direction. Um, Unless that's, see, this is the thing. You have to understand what works for you. 
I could have labeled this what works for you because maybe you're a person that needs that criticism that you're always striving to be better because you're not going for approval. You're almost going to prove people wrong. And that drives a lot of people that drives me to a certain extent and that's okay. And that's, like I said, you got to find out what works for you, but understand that everyone is a critic. You can work. I've watched myself work for 10 hours on a piece of artwork that honestly I look at and I'm like, that's pretty good. I, the first time I made the mistake, I sent it to somebody and it was just like, I don't think those words are lined up straight. I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have done that color. Like not like a, Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's sweet. And all I could think of was I have a program telling me that those words are straight, that those things are aligned. And that's the first thing. Like I understand you either want to be helpful, but the only thing I took from that was, all right, Dick, but what am I, what am I supposed like? No one knows what goes into that. Why am I supposed to expect that? It ties into so many of my episodes. It's crazy. That's why I wanted to do this one. It's because it's it ties into expectations of others. My expectations of others is to treat me how I would treat you, right? Well, I started to realize that that just doesn't work. So why am I expecting people to praise something? I do? Like they see they are exposed to awesome stuff every day, every second of every day. Everything on your phone, your background is probably you know, 4K, this and that, 5K. I don't even know what shit is anymore. What am I, like, no one knows that took 10 hours. I'm not going to post, like, hey, this took me 10 hours. And I just realized, like, why do I care what that critic has to say about it? I love it. I think it's so cool. I created a secret Instagram account just so I can post my artwork. With no, I, I follow no one. Well, I follow, like, other artists on Instagram and stuff like that. But I follow no one I know. I don't, I, I'm not trying to grow that page or anything like that. And that's how I wanted to start living my life. Like I'm a private secret Instagram account. I don't want sympathy. I don't want um, like sympathy likes. So is what I'm talking about is like people that are just like, ah, oh, it's Ben. I'll like it. But it's not. I want like my, my work to be properly gauged. I don't know if that's at all what I'm trying to say. I want it to be, you know, like earned. I want it to be, and the only way to do that is like a non, it's like a focus group essentially. If people from the internet like it, not that I value that much from people from the internet, but people in that world like it, that's what matters to me because that's the direction I want to go. I'm not trying to do this so my friends say, you are the best Photoshop artist ever. I want you to do all my graphic design work for my company I don't own. Like, honestly, like, I don't need to do that for people. I, I want, if I want to be a good, I don't even be a good artist. I just want to do things I love to do. And I'm just finding that art right now is something I'm diving heavy into. And it happens to help not only my personal business, my other business and you just never know where it goes if somebody does need graphic design work that sees work or whatever and they're like i would really like you to do it i like your vibe i like that then it's worth it that's validation to me someone just being like that's cool or that's not cool doesn't have validation to me that's just somebody's opinion um if i was trying 
to work for them and, you know, design, whether it be a t-shirt or, uh, a logo or anything like that. And then they were like, I don't like that. That's different because they entrust, they, now they have a vision that they want to be brought out through my style, which is very, very cool. And that's when you have, that's when I'm open to being like, all right, I'll change that up. I'll change this up. What do you think about that? Becomes collaborative. It's no longer just like my thing. So think about stuff you're going through right now. I always try to, when I go on rants about myself or stuff I'm going through, um, I want you to relate it to what you're going through. And instead of just me sitting currently on a bed talking into a microphone, I want you to take a step back and be like, what is something I've been doing that I love to do, but I've been letting other people's criticisms or other people's even acceptance of what I do affect how I like it? You know what I mean? So what is something you do, whether it be trying out a new skill, trying out a new hobby, and all of a sudden you just start valuing other people's validation, opinion, just other people's thoughts about the things you are liking that you do. What are you doing that people are kind of having that influence on you? And you're never going to be able to get away with it, so or like get away from it, I should say. So I don't want you to think you're going to live in this protective bubble where people are going to always pat you on the back. That's the direction I feel the world's trying to go. And um, part of me understands and believes in some of that. Um, for instance, I'll talk about if you, well, I'll use my example, but from your perspective. So say you started out doing some artwork on the computer or even sketching or doing whatever. And it sucks, right? Just terrible. Like I'm talking, you couldn't draw a stick figure to save your life. That's who I am. But that's, you want to become an artist. Well, you're going to have to be told that's not the style for certain people. It doesn't mean it sucks because I've seen a banana hung on a wall and called art and paid thousands or millions of dollars for it. So don't let one person's vision just like completely destroy yours because their vision isn't yours. But you're going to have to take this world of, you know, participation trophies and start, you know, internalizing it your own way. So I'll tell you the way I I like the way it's going for one reason. I like participation trophies because it rewards people for trying something new or something they're not good at. It rewards people for doing something new or maybe something they're not good at. That's what I enjoy. The part of it I don't enjoy is telling me that someone who is working harder, shows up to every practice, plays every game, does this, is rewarded with the same thing that person who doesn't play and comes to two practices and they get like, that's what I don't like. I think you have to work for your achievements and that's just, I, that's my, that's my opinion. But when it comes to that participation part, I want you to start rewarding yourself for the little things I'm talking. I was happy that I got a laptop that had Photoshop on it. I rewarded myself for that. I, I, 
one, thank my mom, dad for helping me out with it at Christmas and knowing a guy that was able to help me out and find the programs and kind of stuff. But that takes research. That takes time. That takes an inner circle that I have. Not only I was born into that inner circle, but, you know, I it's going to be sound really superficial, but I choose to keep those people in my inner circle. Yeah, it sounds crazier. I choose to keep my parents in my inner circle. Wow, because I bet you there's people listening to this be like, phone calls with my parents are torturous. Well, I don't feel that way. So obviously, like, I'm going to go off. I don't want to go off on a tangent about how much I, like, appreciate and love my parents and my inner circle. But, like, it's that kind of stuff is I am able to do what I'm doing and still finding my passions is because the people around me and who see a vision for me that maybe sometimes I can't see because as it goes back to that dating analogy, when you're looking for something so specific, like I want to be successful. I want to be, I want to have, you read my goal sheets. I want to have X amount of uh, events for the Rusty Tap. I want to have X amount of listens for the the Respectfully Selfish podcast by the end of the year. I want to run, I'm, when you have that vision, you know, that direction, you're just blinders on and just going for, sometimes you don't see the things that are just sitting on your doorstep. You don't see the things that are so glaringly obvious because you're not looking for anything else except the things you're set out for. That's why you're in a circle. It's so, so powerful because they almost like knock on your window and say, hey, bud. There's this really cool thing out here that I know you like. So you want to take you want to take a shot at it? That's what you need. Well, in a world full of critics, you need to find a short line of supporters. For every 1500 critics, I would need one supporter. One person that means the world to me telling me great job. I love it. Even if you just preface it with, "Hey, that's a really really cool idea." For me, maybe you can teach me how to do this. I would have done this and this. Is there a way that can be done? I love it. But I like for me, that's what I would do. It becomes a conversation, not a critique, you know? Uh, I always joke with uh, Joe, my co-business partner, co-owner of the Rusty Tap. Because like I said, when it becomes a collaborative thing, I love people's feedback. Because he is an artist, right? He can sketch. He's, um, like he owns. I always say he owns a construction company, but like he is like an architect, man. He draws things up, and it just makes sense. And there are people I obviously like to work with, but he'll send me back. He's like, "Hey, can you just make this a little darker and do that?" And I'm like, "Okay, dude, thanks." Thanks for appreciating the 17 hours I just put into the, and he knows like I'm joking, he's joking and stuff like that. But like with that, you have to have a sense of humor, but that's collaborative, right? Collaborative. I value his opinion because he's in my inner circle. Um, I know the place he's coming from. I know the, you know, the kind of person he is. He would never sit there and be like, yo, that sucks. So if he's just quick texting back and he's like, Hey, I don't like I don't like that color. I would change that word and this and that. Like, it's for a purpose. And when I send him stuff of my personal things, like my personal artworks, I hope you're envisioning me sending like nude art to like one of my best friends and be like, "Hey, check out my masterpiece." Woo! Double entendre right there. Check out my masterpiece. 
I don't know why I'm whispering sweet nothings about my masterpiece into this microphone, but you know what? We're at that point in the podcast where I get a little loopy, start getting a little, a little rambly, and I enjoy it. I feel like this is where I should start the podcast, because as we're talking about an episode about a f- world full of critics, I tell you this, all I tell listeners this, I tell my inner circle this, I tell everybody this, it's not that I don't care what people think, I just value what I think about myself much more. If I'm a goofball hanging out, like whispering into a microphone, that is me. If you don't like it, you don't listen. <laughs> like, you know, like, and people are like, oh, Ben, you're going to lose followers. I'm like, do you think I care? I'm here to help people forget about, or one, I'm here to have people address the things they're going through. Two, I'm here to have them know that they're not alone in this world going through that, and other people have. I can tell you for right now, we're at, I'm almost at 3,000 listens for my podcast. That is not a brag. That is to let you know that you are not alone, that people are going through the same things that you are, and we're, ta- and we're chatting about it. It's just so huge. And like as we keep going, I'm trying to find, you know, I would say like my radio personality, but I'm trying to find like, you know, how I can shine myself through here the most because that's where I'm most effective. Um, if you're someone who regularly has a scheduled call with me um, twice a month, you understand that it's not like this. It, there's a similar vibe to this where it's we're going to address serious things that go on in your life. But the thing that happens most is I want to bring comedic relief to it. I don't want to devalue, you know, the, or... Yeah, devalue the things you're going through. No. I want you to look at it from a positive and lighter side of things. I have an episode on here. I'm looking through my phone right now. Um, It's literally called Lighten Up. Don't take yourself so seriously. And while we go through heavy, heavy things all the time, those critics are the things that are going to, you know, bog you down. So the number one thing, as they talk about, even with going back to that dating analogy, you have to... Can't like develop a rock solid self. I'm talking that if the president of the United States, this is not an example I'm going to go down. Um, if somebody came up and told you that's not good, you can literally flip them a double bird and say, I don't give up. You know what I mean? So, like that, like that's the like, mentality you have to have. Like, I'm going to do what I love to do. And if you're on board with me, I love it. If not, yo, I'll, I'll catch you when I catch you. You see me like make that Instagram post, man. If you're not down with my podcast or the things I'm doing, that is cool. I hope I hope you are doing fantastic. I am here if you ever need anything. The DMs are always open. Professionally, of course. I'm a taken man. Um that like you just gotta you gotta get so comfortable with yourself in the direction you wanna go that if someone tries, you know knocking you down like you said everyone's a critic someone's gonna say hey i don't like what you did and you go i don't give up you can't man value those of your inner circle and value those that are either at a destination you're looking to get or they're on a similar destination you're looking to go those people you value don't copy those but when you're comfortable with yourself those critics get really quiet those critics almost become comical. You, you you hear people say stuff and you're like, man, you are a dick. 
and you're on with your day. They don't they don't phase you. But the problem is when you value other people's vision of you more than you value yourself, those critics aren't quiet. Those critics are so loud and they mean the world to you. Stop that. You got to stop that. I, I You got to be black and white with this one. Get so comfortable with yourself. Cut out all the stuff that doesn't make you happy. Cut it out. Surround yourself with a world of things that make you happy. Our, for some reason, I've noticed this, our mind loves to suffer. Our mind loves to grasp at anything it possibly can to make us feel insignificant, insecure, because it doesn't like to be vulnerable, especially to other people. So the problem is when you surround yourself with happy things, things that make you happy, that's things you love to do, people that you surround yourself with, people you love. So when you do that, whether it be the loss of those things or the critique of those things becomes so much heavier because they're personal. They mean a lot to you. So it's almost like our mind and our bodies try to reject the things we like the most so in the future we aren't the lowest we've been and i can i know that and it's a would you rather have never loved at all or had love and loss kind of thing um i think i either flipped that backwards or totally butchered it but i think you know what i mean and my motto has always been i would rather have loved than lost than never loved them there it is and then never loved at all um because those times and take it away from like romantics taking like, <clears throat> would you rather spend 10 years of your life doing things you absolutely love to do? And then, you know, you don't have the ability to do it anymore. Or you'd rather spend those 10 years constantly looking for things that make you happy and never getting to that destination or at least, you know, in the realm of that destination, you got why are we choosing not to be happy? That's, um, I'm making that a podcast. We have to choose happiness. We have to choose to be happy because right now our brains don't like to be happy. I don't know if you're like me, but when things are going really well, my brain starts getting a little sketched out. It starts being like, um, guys, Things are going really well right now. Something's going to blow up. Something's definitely, you're going to, it's almost time to self implode, dude. You know, you got about three more days of enjoying yourself. And then uh, we're going to give you about a crippling case of anxiety and depression that you're going to have to battle with for the next four to five days. Uh, hopefully, you clear your schedule out. Like, uh, that's what our brain does. <laughs> At least that's what my brain does. I can't speak for you, I'm not sitting in your seat. Um, kind of weird if I was, it's that stuff. It got to block out those critics. You have to start opening your brain for happiness or opening your, at least let your mind become receptive to happiness. And when you are happy, don't worry about the come down, right? Worry about enjoying and living in that moment and just being like, you know what? Things could go awfully awry in the next 35 seconds but right now, I'm happy. Right now, I I love where I'm at. I love what I'm doing. I can pick out a million things that would make me feel bad. I can also pick out a million things that would make me feel good. Oreos. One. There it is. See? 
I could have thought about broccoli, but I chose to thought about Oreo. Think about Oreos. When life gives you Oreos, don't think about broccoli. That's God. If I I should just you know what I'm going to start my own T-shirt company. Give me another EIN number, guys. When life gives you Oreos, don't think about broccoli. That should just be my sign off. <laughs> but in conclusion, I feel like I'm a high school kid writing my research paper again. I don't know if anybody else did this. They used to give you, um, I used to test the teachers and see if, because at first you had to do MLA formatting for like your bibliography. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you spent like six years learning MLA and then you get to college and like, I want APA. And you're like, well, I don't even know what that is. It, it sounds like somebody who does my taxes. And so once I got, I knew MLA formatting. I was like, it's still a pain in the ass, but I know it. And then college got APA. I never did. Uh, hopefully I don't have any published work out there that people are going to be like, oh, we're going to have to fact check this dude. Um, I, I never did a bibliography. If I'll give you a perfect example. I went, I had to write a, a biology report. One, if you know anything about me, I hate science and I hate math. Um, so I wrote the entire paper. I love writing, so that doesn't phase me. And I literally typed into the Google search bar, <laughs> biological <laughs> bibliography, APA format. Something popped up. I copied, I pasted it, put it at the end of my paper. I used that same bibliography for four years of college. Never one teacher said anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Never, and now I know they have like the turnitin.coms and stuff like that, but I just thought I would share, you know, a little bit of that rebellious side of me, huh? Let you guys know that I, uh, I too am not perfect. I don't know if any of you were listening to this and been like, oh my God, this guy is perfect. Yeah, I don't think any of you were, but uh, as I'm sitting in a room by myself, I find when I do these words, it's a little weird. I'm done. I'm, I'm, guys, go check out my last podcast if you haven't yet. I would tell you what it's about, but I haven't prepared this one, so I can't tell you which one it was. But uh, it was good, uh, so check it out. No, okay, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get serious for a moment. I love Oreos. I want you guys to know that. And when life gives you Oreos, don't think about broccoli. And with that... With that thoughtful and thought-invoking message, I am out. Guys, thanks for stopping by. I enjoy this chat every week. And if you are looking to, you know, jump on as an interview and, you know, chat about stuff, uh, we can even try, you know, masking your voice if you want me to. So we can go with that whole anonymous thing because that would just be fun. Uh, but if not, I would actually love for anybody to jump on here with me, have a chat, talk about, you know, relate to people if you're going through stuff that i'm talking about and you're like i i would be willing to sit down and chat with you about that let me know we'll skype call record it and then uh i will edit it up or not i didn't edit the one with joe so guys once again thanks for stopping by i will chat with you guys next week and i hope everyone has a wonderful week and remember everyone's a critic don't listen to them peace